Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we're talking about proof assistance. And this is the second episode I want to spend talking about AGDA. Um, AGDA is a proof assistant, and it also builds itself as a dependently typed programming language uh, because it has some particularly good support for writing programs with dependent types. And truly, uh, it, it is a lot nicer in that regard than Calk. Um, and it, it just has better support. Because with dependent types, um, you have things like, like say you're writing a, um, a tail function on vectors. Okay, and so say you, say, say you want to say this tail function takes in a vector of length successor of n. Okay, in other words, like of n plus one. In other words, it's taking in a vector that's got at least one thing in it. Um, or I guess me, I should say had. Okay, let's say had. Then you can, then had is fine. Like had, you can, given a vector that has at least one thing in it, you for sure can return the had. So you can take a vector of A's of length successor of N and return an A. That's totally fine. Um, and when you write the code for this had function, uh, you, you know, when you're matching on vectors, like the way you usually define vectors in these kind of languages is they're just like lists, except the type keeps track of the, um, the length. Oh, bald eagle right overhead. Sorry, it's exciting. I, I never get tired of seeing bald eagles around here. <laughs> in the wintertime, they come and they want to like fish in the streams and stuff that aren't frozen over or the rivers. Okay, so anyway, um, you, have a, you have a nil case and a cons case for your vectors. And so if you're going to write a total function over vectors, you should handle both cases. But Agda is smart enough to, to infer that, well, since you said it was a vector of length successor of n, and since the empty vector has length zero, you actually don't need to write a case. You need to write a clause of your definition of the head function for empty vectors, because you can never be called, head would never be called with an with the you know nil case of the vectors, because the length would be zero then, and, and the, your function says it expects the length to be a successor of something. So Agda will just the cool thing about it. You're writing these like Haskell style pieces of code, so you like these like really nice little recursive equations to define everything. And in cases like that, you simply don't have to write an equation at all, which is brilliant. Everybody loves that. That's great. Um, you know, the alternative, if you don't have such nice support, is that basically you end up, like, how would you do this in Calk? And, and Calk has got, as I had mentioned in the Calk episodes, there's um, a rather alarming amount of machinery flying around in Calk these days. Um, and so I don't know if Calk has some fancy way to try to do the same thing for you, but definitely the sort of default way that you would program in Calk is you just say, like, oh, okay, I want to match on this vector. Uh, and what you'd have, what you'd sort of be forced to do is you'd essentially have to manually show Calk that, oh, look, in the nil case, I get a contradiction because um, the length in the nil case would be zero, but I said it's going to be successor of something. So you can kind of arrange matters so that you say, oh, I'm matching on this vector, but I'm also going to take in um, a little equality proof that tells me that the length, whatever the length is in this case, is actually that's the successor of n that I said it was going to be. And so then when you come to the empty vector case, your equation says zero equals successor of n. 
and all of a sudden you have a contradictory equation and you can um, uh, and in, in Coq there's a, a, a way you can derive um, that you can basically inhabit any type under a contradictory equation. So, but you kind of have to roll this yourself, whereas an agda it just magically happens for you. And that's that's really pretty great. Um, so, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to share about agda, and this kind of falls under the category of good inference. In this case, it's inferring that you know certain cases don't need to be handled based on the values of indices to indexed data types. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, overall, I feel like the user experience with Agda, I feel is, is the programmer experience is nicer because you're really just writing in one language. There's not so many weird extra little things. Like as I mentioned in Calk, there's this underlying term language like that you write sort of low level um, expressions in. Then there's a the tactic language that helps you assemble these. And finally, there's also really quite a lot of extra stuff on top of all that because there's there's quite a few sort of commands you can issue, like to sort of like, oh, show me this, show me that, turn this, turn this printing feature on, turn it off. Um, you know, there's a lot of sort of things for configuring or kind of interacting with the tool that just sort of form more clutter. So I'm not really seeing code. I'm seeing sort of like telling, you know, commands that are telling the tool things I want it to do for me. And of course, we do need some way, I mean, again, I think this comes back to me that like the big question here and that the tricky problem is, and it's really a, like a aesthetic or design kind of problem is, how do we design these tools so that you can control them in a nice way? Because there's, there's the, you really have to put a lot, um, there's a lot of tricky stuff that has to be dealt with, um, but also make it feel like it's sort of nice programming or proving experience. And I think Agda has done a wonderful job of, of making it feel like just a very nice sort of integrated single language to work with um, uh, without quite so many kind of odd bits and bolts of machinery. Uh, let's see. Um, let's talk a little bit about standard library. Uh, unlike Coq, so as I understand it, Coq you know, it kind of ships with a standard library. Um, whereas in Agda, it seems there was some kind of decision. I, I, I'm not privy to the community aspect. I mean, I don't know the community sort of development aspects of this. Uh, um, but there's, it seems like there's sort of a separate team. Maybe it's overlapping. I don't know. But there's definitely a separate release process for the Agda standard library um, versus the actual Agda tool. And... Uh, I think that's kind of an interesting decision or interesting, you know, state of affairs. It's a little annoying because it means you, if you want to use the Agda Standard Library, you need to kind of keep track of that and download that separately as well as your Agda installation. Um, uh, the Standard Library, um, I mean, both Coq and Agda Standard Libraries uh, are pretty complex. They have a pretty good amount of stuff in there. Some things you, you go to look for, I mean, and, and you're surprised they're not there. Like I was looking, I told you I was doing some Coq work recently, and I went to go look for a, just a tree data type in the Coq Senior Library, and I, I didn't find one. There was some kind of fancy-ish looking tree thing, but it just I just wanted like a basic tree data type. Uh, 
the way you'd find in a high school, right? If you're just like, oh, let's look in the high school libraries. Now, you could just say, well, this is, you know, it's kind of unfair criticism to say, like, oh, the library doesn't have something I want. Well, <laughs> go ahead and add it and do a pull request or something if you want. But um, I guess it's more a little bit of point about what the libraries are geared towards, like what seems to be the emphasis. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I, I, it's, in fairness, I can't, I don't want to say, I shouldn't go too far with these comments because uh, I haven't looked through Agnes Center Library too recently. In the past, when I looked through, it felt like there was quite a lot of things like algebraic structures, like what's a ring, what's a group, you know, and stuff like that, which is potentially good for formalization about mathematics. Although I understand that the lean prover, um, and maybe we'll, I, I will be good for me to make myself <laughs> go look and learn a little more to talk about that. Um, they have a, a they proudly have, they claim to, and there seems to be good reason to think they do have a sort of more advanced math library than a lot of the competitors. Um, so, uh, yeah. So anyway, so uh, and I, I was reading a, a short paper recently by the standard library um, implementers who talked about uh, the fact that checking times for the library is pretty bad. And so they have to play all these tricks to try to keep the library sort of like different pieces of it as independent as they can and stuff like that, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of an understandable problem because checking dependent, you know, dependently typed code could involve, you know, it could be very expensive, right? We talked last time about how Calk actually has, um, you know, this... Uh, uh, like bytecode comp compiler to try to make things go faster and stuff like that. Uh, so there, checking time is really a problem. And apparently for the Agda library, checking it in its entirety takes quite a while. And so they tried to architect the library so that you're sort of not forced to do that too much. Um, I mean, they most of these tools, once they check something, they, they're going to kind of cache that they've checked it. And so then it won't go, it will not be slow. But the very first time, if you kind of download the standard library and try to have it, try to check it, um, the very first time you did that, it would be painful. So, um, which again, think, I think brings up a point, and this one I've been thinking about a lot as I'm working really slowly on a next implementation of Sedil, is uh, yes, there's sometimes I would like my tool to just go and check everything for me and make sure it's all, all right. But a lot of times, I don't really want it to do that. I mean, if I download a library, why do I really need my tool to go check that? Sure, if I'm being paranoid just the way you might check a checksum on some software package you you'd installed, yes, I want to make sure that's not have, doesn't have any bugs in it or something. But it's not supposed to. And, I mean, I, I don't see why I can't just kind of proceed just assuming it's all right. Uh, and so having a tool where you, you kind of have two modes, like one, like check, check everything in sight. And another mode is just like, I just want to interact with what's there and um, don't check stuff unless you really need to, for some reason, sort of like compute something that's, that's needed for something else. Like if I'm looking at some piece of code, I mean, I, I, one of my emphases in designing Sedil was I want a tool that helps me look through tricky bits of Sedil code that I or somebody else has written. And so it's very important for me to be able to pull up a serial expression and try to get information out of it, um, uh, even if even if it's not totally right or something like that. And um, so, 
Uh, so that's kind of like a different way of interacting with it. Instead of assuming that I need to check everything, I just like, let's just try to give me as much information as you can without having to check that much. And I know other times, yeah, sure, I, I might want to have a check or everything. It's true when I'm doing, you know, proofs and stuff, a lot of times I make some change and I would like to go through and have the tool check absolutely everything to make sure I didn't break something or, or just as like refactoring to find places where something needs to change based on the change I made. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's another general issue in designing these kind of tools. It's like, how do we control, how do we deal with the fact that checking times could be slow? And I don't think we've seen a ton of creativity yet, except trying to make checking times faster. But, you know, I think a little more creative would be try not to check so much stuff at all. I mean, there's no way it'll be faster than that. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a very nice, sunny, cold day here in Iowa in January. I hope you're well wherever you are. Drop me a line anytime if you want. Thank you for listening.